welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business, and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. I am back a little later than planned but all is well and I have got lots of cool new episodes for you. Now today's episode you are going to be getting friends quotes, you are going to be getting actionable tips, you are going to be getting some psychology, understanding the mind thrown into this episode and hopefully it's going to be a really good one that you're going to find really really interesting. So um, obviously you've read the title, this episode is all about organisation, clearing your mind, clearing your space, removing overwhelm, the psychology behind why that is important and what it does and as I said some actionable tips that you can actually take on board to reduce your stress, to increase your calm and all of those good things. Now if my mum, if someone told my mum when I was say, gosh, five to 15, um, that I was going to be creating a podcast episode on organization, tidiness, Uh, she would probably have spat out her tea and said like, no, seriously. Oh, you're serious. Oh, because let's get this out there straight away. I am not an incredibly neat and tidy person. I am not the kind of person who has absolutely every single thing in their house in perfect order. I am a self-confessed, messy, tidy person. So if you're worrying that this is going to be an unachievable episode, you are, there is no need to worry. Trust me on that. Now, don't get me wrong. My house isn't an absolute tip. I am incredibly organized in many ways, but I have a lot of stuff. I like things. And Part of the reason why I wanted to create this episode is because I feel a lot of push and pull when it comes to organisation, tidying, um, clarity, focus, etc. Half of me, and if you've listened, right, if you've listened to the Warrior Settlers Nomads episode, if you've heard me talk about BWRD, BWRT coaching, you are going to probably understand some of the conflicts in my personality. So half of me wants everything to be T's crossed, I's dotted, organized, everything black and white, absolutely nothing out of place, organization from morning to evening. Part of me 
has that, wants that, craves that. (laughs) The other part is at a rave and is throwing things around and is throwing paint and colours and is jumping from one activity to the next and they're playing loud music. And these two parts of my personality sometimes don't get on, (laughs) as you can imagine. So... If you've heard me talk about the BWRT coaching, what I help other people to do, and obviously I help myself to do, is manage the different parts of us. Because maybe you can understand that. Maybe you resonate with that. Maybe there are parts of your life where everything is organized, tidied, focused, and there are other parts, first friends reference coming up, a bit like Monica. Right, I really resonate with the character of Monica because... Do I love baking? Yes. Do I love cleaning and tidying? Yes. Do I potentially have a little bit of an obsession with cleaning products? Yes. Um, In my cupboard right now, I I think you could probably name a, oh, I was going to say flavor. Don't eat it, kids. That's not what we should be doing with Zaflora. Um, You can probably name a scent. Do we call it a scent? Yeah, a scent of Zaflora, and it's probably in my cupboard. If you haven't heard of Zaflora, if it is not in your country, it is basically these little boxes of disinfectant that you can use for pretty much anything. You can clean your floors, you can put it down your sinks. I mean, this isn't necessarily a cleaning episode, so we'll stop there. But that's part of me. And then... (laughs) If you go into my office downstairs, I mean, if you can get in, good, well done, um, you would look at it and go, wait a minute, have I just walked into another dimension? Is this a different house? Yes. So like Monica, who has her messy cupboard, there are definitely elements of me where I have a lot of stuff and I lack that organisation. And that's why I thought I'm going to do this episode because there might be people who either want to have a little bit more um, tidiness and kind of are like, oh, I just don't think it's me. I don't know how to do it. Or equally, there might be people who are super organized and maybe they're thinking, what would it be like to relax on that a little bit? <coughs> Excuse me. So I we've already had our first friends reference. There are more to come. Don't you worry. Let's talk a little bit about the psychology of organization. Now, actually, I was talking to one of my lovely, lovely clients And um, we were just messaging about something and she was like, oh, Victoria, please do an episode on on organization. So you know who you are. Here it is. There is a lot of psychology behind it. And I think the first thing I want to say that is that tidiness, clutter, lack of tidiness, lack of organization, focus, whatever. It's a mindset thing. So much of it is how we view the situation. And we've all got programming and ideas and understanding about what tidiness means um, and what cleanliness means and what organization means and what it means about us as a person. And this is why I think it's so important to talk about because what's cluttered to one person could be clear for another. And the last thing I want from this episode is for anyone to feel not good enough or that they're not doing a good enough job because yes, you are doing a good enough job. At the end of the day, a tidy house does not make your house better than someone who has more stuff, okay? We're not talking about the the extremes of the spectrum because I suppose if we put this on a spectrum, you can go 
all the way on one side to someone who is maybe suffering from a hoarding disorder. Um, Hoarding is one of those words, again, that's sort of bandied about, but if we really push it to one side of the spectrum, we are talking about someone who is not living in safety because their house is such that it's not safe. Um, you've, you've all seen the photos, you've seen those videos where firemen are, are trying to get into a house to check on it and there are newspapers stacked up to the full height of the doorway and they can't climb in. Or maybe from a cleanliness perspective, you've all seen those things, I won't go into details because people might be eating whilst they're listening to this episode, but you know what we're saying. Okay, so that's one end of the spectrum. That's not healthy for someone, they're not able to live a healthy, happy life in that state. Then if you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, we might have something like obsessive compulsive disorder. Again, a phrase that people use, they're like, oh my god, I'm so OCD. Now, we might have traits of being obsessive compulsive, but if we are looking at a clinical diagnosis, that's something very different. And again, someone who is suffering from OCD has difficulty functioning in everyday life. We're talking about someone who really struggles to start their day off because of their obsessions, their routines, maybe a feeling of having to do things just right or having to clean things 50 times, having to double check that they've washed their hands in a certain way. These two extremes are not what we're really talking about today because they're clinical diagnoses that, you know, someone might need some help and support because ultimately they're not able, I've said it 50 times, but they're not able to live a happy, healthy life. What we're talking about is the middle of this spectrum, this sort of kind of could be a bit messy, wanting to be a bit tidier, and why that might be benefiting their psychological well-being. So, like I was saying, we've all got programs and ideas around what it means to be, and we're going to use the phrases messy and tidy, okay? Just for ease, messy and tidy. Now, I I identify as a messy person, okay? I do, I identify as a messy person, I was a messy child, and I should probably say, my parents are incredibly neat and tidy and organised. So I didn't get it from them. But I do know where it's come from because of my understanding of the warrior, the settler and the nomad. You probably guessed this if you listen to this episode. But I am quite highly nomad. Um, my actual main inner outer is settler nomad. So I'm settler predominantly. And then my second is nomad. And the nomad has a lot of energy to it. Now, if you're a creative, you're quite likely to have, to either be a dominant nomad or to be um, a uh, strong nomad. Sorry, just taking a sip of tea. Um, People, now this is not a diagnosis thing, but if someone has ADHD, they often have high nomad traits because of the energy, the impulsivity, the creativity, and all of those good things. So, yes, I identify as a messy person. Um, My mum told me this story because I was too young to remember it, but basically I was at my nan and granddad's house and I think there were lots of toys out and I said to my nan, we were playing with something and then I was like, right, I want to go and play with something else. And um, I think my nan said something along the lines of, why don't we tidy this up first, Victoria? And I was like, no, no, that's not fun. Let's go and play with something else. 
And and that kind of fits my uh, personality in many ways. Um, I have a very good friend. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but she has a daughter who I've probably told this story, but um, she got married, as in my friend got married, not her daughter. Her daughter's six. She's not getting married. Um, And just to give you a context, her daughter is six. Um, So my friend got married um, and... um, my daughter, my daughter, oh gosh, her daughter came into my room um, just as we were about to get ready for the night before the wedding and she was looking at my makeup and we were talking about like which shoes I was going to wear and I looked at the time and I said, oh right, we better go, it's time to go and she went, shouldn't we tidy up first? (laughs) And um, yeah, a six-year-old reminded me that maybe I should tidy up before I leave the room. (laughs) Now that says something, doesn't it? Anyway, I've got stories and programs. You might be the exact opposite. You might have stories and programs about being neat and organized and efficient. And you might have stories about being messy, not being a good thing. Now I probably still have stories about that. I don't want to be messy. And that I think is why as an adult, I am incredibly organized in many ways. I love nothing more than a notebook, a planner, a highlighter. I plan things to the nth degree. Um, I've just come back from a holiday and I can tell you that I had a spreadsheet for what I was going to pack. I um, had adapted that at least three weeks it may have been six weeks before the holiday. I started packing three weeks before the holiday. Um, I bought packing cubes. Little side note, oh, this is an organization thing, so I can say this on the podcast. Oh, it's not procrastination. No, it's not. that's not the word. It's not me digressing. So um, if you are someone who travels a lot or you are about to travel maybe for the first time in a, in a short time, I really recommend the compression packing cubes that you can get. Excuse me, I just got mine from Amazon. Um, Obviously, I got pink ones. Um, They were an absolute game changer. So the one, the set I got, um, I'll see if I can link it in the show notes if anyone's interested. Um, I think I got four or five in a pack um, and they've basically got a double zip in them. And it's amazing because what you can then do is you could pack all of your evening outfits in one thing and then you zip it up tightly and it compresses it and it's got a handle. Now, depending on where you're going, you could just take that bag, that mini compression cube out of your suitcase and put that in the wardrobe. It just saves so much space. It's so much easier. When it when you come home and you want to do the washing, you could pack things in those cubes. Oh my gosh, amazing, love it. This is where I'm a very conflicted person because I can have a messy cupboard, but I can also get really excited about packing cubes for a holiday. So, That's the first thing I wanted to say. There can be a lot of judgment, shame, guilt, feelings and emotions around being messy or not having things exactly how they should be. I'm doing the air quotes, you know, having to meet other people's standards. And actually, when we put that pressure on ourselves, it makes it even harder to tidy and organize because the dominant thought becomes, my house is such a mess, my life isn't organised, everything is a mess, I'm overwhelmed. Those become your dominant emotions and from that place, it's really hard to get clear and organised and focused to be actu- to actually be able to work on the problem. So there's going to be no- none of that in this episode. No shame, no guilt, no judgement. 
Maybe you're a busy mum, maybe you have a busy life, maybe you have an amazing social life, maybe you just don't want to be that person who has everything in their kitchen labelled, who has everything in their wardrobe in a certain way. That's absolutely fine, okay? There is no judgment here. So psychology tells us that we like to feel safe. Our mind, our reptilian complex, likes to feel safe. And the way it likes to feel safe is often with the idea of things being predictable, okay? Now, if you think about the the reptilian complex, the way it works is it pattern matches. It's a little bit like a machine. And all it's doing is saying, have we been here before? Did we survive? Yes or no? Great. Yes, we did. Let's do it again. So when you actually allow yourself to be organized, and obviously organization can mean loads of different things, you are telling your mind on some level that things can feel safe. Because if we know where things are, that's predictable. And predictability is something that we are wired for. It's that idea of certainty. Now, you could argue that having things a little bit messy, but knowing where they are, gives you that same feeling. Because actually, if you know where stuff is, that's fine. Because you know you have that safety and that predictability, and your reptilian complex can get on board with that. If, on the other hand, you're looking at your space and thinking, oh gosh, I don't know where my passport is. Where did I put my bank card? Oh my gosh, I knew there was that important letter, where have I put it? That doesn't feel safe. That doesn't feel predictable. That makes you feel anxious. And that is why one of the reasons why being in a cluttered space isn't necessarily good for your mental well-being. On top of that, so the first reason why, let's call it tidiness, is good is because it helps you to feel safe, it helps you to feel predictable, and it can reduce your anxiety. The second thing, though, is that organisation gives you a feeling of a sense of control. Now, uh, I've done this so many times, but when I feel a little bit overwhelmed or when there's a big, um, I'm not going to call it a problem, when there's something I'm working on, and this could be something as simple as I want to be creating some reels and I don't know what to create. I go and tidy something or organise something. And the reason is it gives you a sense of control and it gives you a feeling of I'm doing something, I'm being active. Particularly for me, I've wired in this idea of, you know, it's good to be tidy, we should all be tidy. So therefore I'm going, oh, pat myself on the back. Yes, I'm being a good human being today. I've just tidied, I've just organized. Whether that's true or not is irrelevant, but my programming is telling me it's good. So then that's giving me a flood of positive hormones, often dopamine you're also getting a positive reward. So you are giving yourself some kind of, even if it's just psychological, reward and reinforcement for achieving something. Now this is probably as well linked to childhood. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing again because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my bedroom when I was a teenager. I didn't have a wardrobe, I had a floor drobe. Obviously I did have a wardrobe. I had plenty of space. And I remember one day, so in my bedroom... I had this sort of like um, big vanity mirror um, and then like a little um, worktop next to it. So it was like my my desk and where I used to put on my makeup. And I've always loved makeup, always loved like playing around with makeup and things. 
and then there was a chair. So what I would do is at the end of the day, I'd get dressed, for, uh, no, get dressed for bed. Does anyone say get dressed for bed? No, get ready for bed. And I would put my clothes on the back of the chair. Now there's nothing wrong with that because maybe you don't put clothes you've worn back in your wardrobe. Maybe you're going to wear them the next day. Maybe you're going to put them in the laundry basket, but someone was in the bathroom at the time. I don't know. There could be loads of reasons. It's fine. Putting stuff on the back of the chair, not a problem. However, I was laying in bed one day in my teenage years and I'd put so many clothes on this chair that in the middle of the night it smashed down onto the floor and woke me up. Now that was a turning point and I thought, hmm, probably should tidy that. So this is just giving you an insight into my teenage years. Then when you've tidied, you get that feeling of, oh, I've done something good here. Oh, I can give myself a little pat on the back for doing that. And that part is linked to the warrior. So the warrior, and that's, I'm saying warrior as in W-A-R-R-I-O-R, not warrior as in anxiety warrior. The warrior part of you loves that organization, that control. It gives it peace of mind. So when you are doing something like that, you're also feeding that part of you. Now, if you're a dominant warrior, this is probably your natural state of being. And when your nomad wants to come out and go, ah, just just leave the shoes there. Don't put them away. Your warrior is probably like, why would we do that? Why would we leave that out? Second Monica quote. Okay, the episode where um, she is basically, she wants to go to bed and um, she goes to move something and she's like, oh no, I, I don't need to put that away. I can... I can go to bed and, and leave it. And then she's laying in bed like, oh my God, no, I need to tidy it now. That, she would be highly dominant warrior. Contrast her with Phoebe. Phoebe would be your classic nomad, okay? She is your nomad. She's free-spirited. She's creative. She makes her own shoes. Um, she makes those paintings with the dolls in them. She plays music. She's artistic. Like, Phoebe is your classic nomad. And actually, if you take Monica and Phoebe, that's a little bit like what is going on in my head sometimes, just to give you an insight. What is it like for you? Do you feel like you have a messy and a tidy person? Are you always a tidy person? Are you listening to this and not really resonating with the idea of leaving so many clothes on the back of a chair as a teenager that the chair fell over? Like, is that just not you? Or are you so Phoebe that you have, you can't understand the idea of being interested in tidying or hoovering your hoover. Like, I get that. Hoovering your hoover, another Friends quote. If you've never watched Friends, by the way, like, I recommend it. If you haven't listened to this episode, this podcast before, you'd be thinking, hmm, I talk about it a lot. The next piece of psychology, though, is that studies have actually shown that it's hard for your visual cortex to focus when it's overstimulated. So imagine you are working in an environment where there's lots of stuff. So there's lots of stuff for your visual cortex to be picking up on. Studies show it is harder for you to concentrate because your visual cortex is using energy just processing the environment. Now, if you go to the opposite of this and imagine like sitting in a room that was completely white and completely blank, that could actually have the opposite problem because then there's nothing to stimulate your visual cortex. There's no colors, no shapes, no dimensions, no ideas. And from that perspective, you might find it really hard to come up with creative ideas or focus. So there's a bit of a 
a happy medium that we're working on. And again, everyone's happy medium will be different because think about what makes you feel cluttered versus you feel organized. And that's gonna be different for everyone. And then could we do an episode on organization without talking about Marie Kondo? No, we couldn't. Now, you've probably heard all about her, but the one thing I wanted to say was her big focus, her movement, if you like, is about joy. Keep what brings you joy. Look for what brings you joy. And this is really important because this is this is about your brain feeling good in your space. So whether this is your bedroom, whether this is your office space, whether this is your garden, what brings you joy in that space? Do you absolutely love walking in to um, your lounge and there is absolutely minimal stuff? There is a couple of candles, a couple of cushions and everything else is just clean, smooth lines. Does that bring you joy? Or do you love walking into your lounge or your kitchen maybe and seeing a picture that your son, daughter, niece, nephew created? Do you love seeing different colours, different pictures? Do you love seeing quotes? Do you love there to be lots of soft furnishings, blankets and rugs and cushions? What brings you joy? Because for our psychological well-being, we want to be reinforcing the positives. Um, another lovely client of mine absolutely loves Emma Bridgewater. Um, and I think she's a Kath Kidston person as well. Now, that aesthetic can bring so much joy to people. Um, there is a, near me, there is a, I think it's, I think it's called a factory outlet shop, but it's just got the most beautiful Kath Kidston stuff in it. And it does give you a vibe. It's the colours, the patterns, it, it, it does. And then if you walk into a shop like the White Company, it gives you a very different feeling. But different people like different things. This is what is great about the world. We like different things. So what brings you joy? If Kath Kidston going into that shop brings you joy, but you're trying to fit into a world of the White Company, you're not going to be happy. You're probably going to be fighting yourself and battling yourself and not necessarily enjoying your space. So think about what brings you that. I also want to say that there could be some negatives to being too tidy, to being too organized, because then we can feel potential pressure to maintain that. Maybe um, there's a little bit of a spanner in the works in your life, things don't go quite to plan, and suddenly you're thinking, but I haven't kept on top with my tidying routine, or I haven't kept on top with that organization, or I haven't dusted, or I haven't done this. That can make you feel really pressured, really lacking, really not good enough, when actually it's just life and it's fine and it will be okay. Um, I love following accounts that are home accounts like Mrs. Hinch and all of those like um, Molly May's account. Um, there's a local YouTuber to me called Gemma and her house looks beautiful. But it's, and I, I say but, but you'll see why I'm going to say but but it's all neutrals. Now, it looks stunning. Her house is beautiful. But I also can look at it and go, oh, that's not how I would choose to have my house. And not in a like, well, I wouldn't do it like that. But I look at it and it makes me really happy. But I know that that's not the aesthetic that I would want because I wouldn't get the same feeling from it. In the same way that she might go, gosh, Victoria, there's a lot of black, white and silver in your house. It's nice, but it doesn't do it for me. So, 
the pressure on social media to look a certain way, to have things in a certain way. If you have a family, if you have a busy job, if even if you don't have those things, if you have pets, if you don't have pets, like worrying about keeping up appearances just drains so much energy. If it doesn't spark joy for you, then don't do it. And I think there's a fine line here between oh, I'm just going to leave it and it's going to be messy and, oh, what if someone sees it? What are they going to think? Are they going to think I'm untidy? Are they going to judge me? Um, Funnily enough, I was, another client sent a message in the week um, and I just made a comment along the lines of, um, she wasn't popping round because she lives in a different country, but I was like, oh, well, if you do ever pop round to this country, please don't judge me by the state of my, and I think it was, I was talking about the porch way, Um, but we do it. And I'm creating an episode talking about, don't worry, there's no shame, there's no guilt. And I'm still thinking, oh gosh, if someone saw that there was a a parcel on the floor that I hadn't tidied up from this morning, what would they think? Like, probably actually, they'd be like, oh, I've got one of those on my floor too. That's life. That's normal. Um, And I like seeing on social media where people, when they post these accounts, they also post the pile of boxes that they haven't tidied yet. Or they post the spill of tea on their kitchen counter. Because... Do these people ever spill? Like, pretty much every day I've spilt something, I've dropped something on the floor. Their houses look like that never happens, and that, to me, feels really unattainable. And I don't actually know if I want that, which leads me on to another quote. Okay, I actually looked up which episode this is. (coughs) Excuse me. So it's season three, episode six, and it's like a flashback episode. And Phoebe and Monica have been living together um, and Phoebe's been slowly like moving her stuff out and Monica hasn't realised. And basically Phoebe turns to Monica and says, Monica, I need to live in a land where people can spill. And that's how I feel about it. So what I want you to think about, I'm going to give you some kind of action steps now. I want you to think about if your environment was a physical representation of you and your life, what would you want it to say about you? If your house, your kitchen, your office, maybe your social media button, that's not really the vibe we're going for, was a physical representation of you and it was going to give an image, a mindset, a feeling to other people when they walked into it, what would you want it to say? Because I would want, right, this is, I I was like, what would I want? I would want my environment to say happy, organized, friendly, warm, welcoming. I would want people to feel comfortable and uplifted in my space. So I wouldn't want them to be thinking, oh my God, I don't know where the floor is. I don't know where to tread. Oh, there's no space on the sofa because it's so cluttered. I wouldn't want them thinking that. But I also wouldn't want them shaking with a cup of tea thinking, oh my God, don't spill it on her carpet. Don't spill it on her carpet. She's going to freak out. She's going to freak out. Because I remember, so it will be 10 years since I've lived in this house at the end of August, which I don't know where 10 years has gone. I remember when I first moved in, I um, had a bedside table and I was plugging in my iPhone charger and I slipped and I slightly scratched a part of the wall. You know, when you leave like a gray mark and I, I got really upset because I felt like I'd damaged the house. I felt like I'd made this awful mistake and I'd ruined it and there was this beautiful house and there's me not caring and scratching stuff. Now, obviously, I don't want to be thinking like, oh, I don't care, make a mark on the wall. But also I realised that 
it's okay. It wasn't intentional. It hasn't ruined the house. That's life. Life has little imperfections and that's okay. It's like the whole filters on Instagram. I love a filter. A filter's great. But I can also still look in the mirror and go, and that's my face. And I haven't got any makeup on. Oh, and there's a blemish there. But that's okay. Because that's what my real face looks like and I'm alright with that. So, the first that's the first thing I want you to think about. What vibe do you want to give off for yourself? Like when you sit in your lounge, when you sit at your desk, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel focused, motivated? Do you want to feel sophisticated? Do you want to feel happy? Do you want to feel uplifted, positive, welcomed? What is it that you want to feel? And I really do mean you. Because if you want to look around and go, wow, there are so many toys and books and memories and I feel so loved, amazing. If you want to feel more clean lines, clear, clean, sophisticated, elegant, that's amazing too. But it's about how you want to feel. It's like with manifestation, it all starts with a feeling. The second tip I have is focus on, again, how you want to be, not how you feel you should be. So yes, there is loads of psychology behind being organized, being clear, being focused. That's great. But like I said at the start, it is a mindset of what clear, focused and organized means for you. And finding that sweet spot in the middle where You feel good, but you also don't feel overwhelmed. And you feel clear and tidy, but you also don't feel this horrible pressure or this lack or this kind of feeling of, oh, well, it was tidy last week and now it's not, so look, I've I've ruined it. You don't want to be in that. You want to be in that space where you feel how you want to feel. The next thing, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, my top tip is find one small space that you could organize that would give you a relatively instant feeling of focus or calm or clarity. So often for me, this is my work desk because it would probably just take five minutes, if that sometimes, just to organize it, but it gives me that instant feeling of I know what I'm doing. Okay, and then the final thing I wanna say is if you're procrastinating because, oh my goodness, I have been and constantly am a procrastinator when it comes to tidiness. What I want you to do is I want you to do a future pacing activity. So you're going to close your eyes. You're going to focus on the job that you want to do. So whether that's tidying your desk, whether that's tidying um, an open space, garage, garden, whatever it is. Focus on what that will look like when it's done. So imagine it's already done. The effort is done, it's a couple of days later or weeks, depending on how big the job is. How do you feel? What can you see? What can you do now that maybe you couldn't do before? What's easier now than maybe it was before? Just sit in this, as almost as if you're looking back at it and you're, you're seeing that you've done it and you are existing in that space. Maybe there's someone coming in and saying, wow, that looks amazing. Maybe you're noticing a reward in some way, shape or form. What will be better once you've done it? Give yourself a couple of minutes to do that. And then what's happening or what will be happening is it will be so much easier to take action. You can take action in really small steps, like I was saying in that previous um, action step. But 
your mind has now got wiring that it's done and that there's something rewarding as a result, that it's worth doing. So now when you're coming to start it, it's like, oh, well, of course I'm going to be able to do this. This is going to be easier than I thought because it's already done. This is worthwhile doing because I'm going to feel blah, 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 blah. And remember, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So when it gets to that point, you're going to be like, oh, I've already done this, even though you just did it through a future pacing activity. Right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I will try and link those Amazon packing cubes um, in the show notes because they are amazing. Highly recommend. Um, I will be back very soon for another episode. If you're listening to this in August, don't forget you can still come and join my free challenge, which is Awesome August, um, happening in my Facebook group. I will leave the link in the show notes. Have a fabulous day and I will speak to you all very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.